Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> Happy podcast. We podcast Alfred O'Neill. And Mr. Leo. And we are here. Thank you. We are here at Company of Prophets. Yes, Intuitive Secrets. Yes. Yep. And there's a special um, uh, subject we have today. Not only is this our second um, episode, but you have decided, and I agree, that uh, today's topic is the Stephen, Dr. Stephen Greer movie, CE5. Love that movie. Yep. That's Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Mm-hmm. Love it. Do you see E5? Do I see E5? Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's go through the, like, how did we get to five? What happened to one? Okay. We should describe so, what the, yeah, one. So, um, CE1, that is uh, seeing uh, a UFO, seeing something extraterrestrial. Uh, Close Encounters 1. Close Encounters 2 is um, physical evidence of extraterrestrials, such as crop circles. CE3 is actually witnessing an extraterrestrial being. Um, Extraterrestrial biological entity, otherwise another another word for it, uh, the acronym being an EBEN. And CE4 is being brought uh, on board one of their crafts and I guess having contact with them. And um, I do not really mean abduction. I really don't. I mean um, interacting with them on board at their initiation. Mm -hmm. And CE5, what we are up to now, those are direct contact interactions that are intentionally um, initiated by humans. Well, I have not had a one through four, and possibly I have had uh, five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have had, yes. um, I've had the, a, a close encounter of the first kind. Um, Where you my, saw. Right. When I saw it, I saw two ships. Uh, the first time that happened to me, because I've actually had it happen um, before this whole CE5 conversation came about, I had it happen twice. The first time I was in college um, in Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. um, I, was, uh, I was hanging out with my friend, um, Rain Warren, now Dr. Rain Warren, PhD, <laughs> um, and... We were at the door of her dormitory. Um, I forget where we'd come from, but I was getting ready to, I was saying goodnight, having those last last few words of a conversation and was standing there um, and looking up at the Pennsylvania sky and something moves across um, and then it stops. It changes direction. And not only does it change direction, it does it fast quickly 
and and then it's not even just one it was two so it sort of separated into two and it, it was going from left to right and then it zagged back in the other direction and there were two of them they separated in the midst of that that shift and um yeah and i gotta say did not talk about it for a long time for years and years but a few months ago i asked her do you recall this and i was i was expecting her to say no uh ousted i don't recall that you know you're on your own on this one and she said yes i do so that bugs me out and i love the fact that i saw it with someone and i have a witness so it also makes me feel less crazy the second time i saw a ufo an unidentified flying object i was um, in arizona i was there for Mm -hmm. a wedding um and um we were driving back to our hotel in phoenix uh from the bride and groom's home um uh, like one of those pre-wedding you know conversations um uh, because my husband was was going to be the best man was the best man and um so we're driving on the highway heading to phoenix and it's not nighttime it's it's late afternoon but full daylight and over to the left past the driver's side window there's this um, thing in the sky off in the distance that went in a straight, uh, a, a very diagonal sort of um, um, angle down toward the earth. And, you know, it left like a, uh, it left a trail in the sky, but it went so cleanly. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, is that, is that a kid's toy? Is that a firework that's fallen, you know, did have done its thing and fallen from the sky? And nothing I could think of would fit what that could possibly have been. And it went down on this angle from from left to right um, in this perfectly clean line. And all I could think was, if we're going on this road, if this road bends toward the left, toward the driver's side direction, mm-hmm. then in a few miles, we could be passing where that thing goes down, where that thing came down. And there was no crash. But it wasn't a plane. It wasn't a helicopter. It wasn't a bird. Not a bird, not a plane. It wasn't Superman. I don't know what it was, but it was literally, technically, an unidentified flying object. And my husband did not believe in that sort of stuff much. He didn't like um, Star Trek or Star Wars. He didn't like those kind of movies. But after a couple of moments, I said, I asked, did you see that? And his response was, I was not going to say anything if you didn't say anything. (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, I don't know what it was. And it, I I now think that it could have been one of those um, human, what do they call them? Um, Alien reproduction vehicles. Uh, You know, maybe it was a human vehicle based on alien technology. I don't know. But um, made by the government. Mm-hmm. What they call those um, you set you unident- um, unacknowledged special access projects, a USAP. Yeah. For all I know, I've, I've learned that term. 
um, but yeah, it was not a bird. It was not a plane. It was not a superhero. It was not a firework. It was technically an unidentified flying object. And it didn't leave any trace of where it, it may have landed as you drove by on the no, highway. Thank you, yes. As the road did start to bend in that direction, my heartbeat did start to increase. My heart rate did start to increase, um, but didn't see anything. And, um, and I guess I will add that the couple getting married, the wife, the bride, was a, uh, an evangelical minister a Christian minister. Um, and the next time we saw them, I, the following day, um, we asked them if they had seen anything like that. And her face shifted and she said, yes, I have. Um, it came down right in front of me on the highway. And we were like, well, well then what happened? Wow. What happened? Yes, I know. Uh, and we were like, what happened? And she, her face was like, ooh. And she was like, I, 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 I cannot, I will not talk about it. So, wow. yeah, frankly, that gives me, it gives me chills. And it's not that I'm afraid that um, people from elsewhere are dangerous, to be honest with you. I just think it was probably such an experience that it was pretty amazing and overwhelming and a freak out. But um, yeah, yeah. And okay, so those are my, my close encounters of the first kind. I've seen UFOs. Um, and CE5s, since learning about the CE5 protocol that Dr. Stephen Greer is about, um, I have seen, I have seen, I guess, four things in the sky and then I've seen some other things which we mm -hmm. can talk about later but um, yeah I, I see E5 I do yeah well, my CE5 yeah. mm -hmm. I guess Stephen Dr. Greer would call them CE5 mm -hmm. but at the time you know, had I, I hadn't watched I don't think the movie was out yet anyway December uh, 2019 I had and still have like, radio contact with, with intelligence entities. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just, you know, dialing around on my ham radio in the shortwave range somewhere. I'm an amateur radio uh, enthusiast. Mm -hmm. And I hear this, uh, this rhythmic, like rhythmic pulsing sound. It wasn't Morse code. Mm -hmm that I knew of Morse code, but it was definitely, uh, this is where rhythmic sounds, uh, where it didn't belong. Whoa. And once it even, you know, said, it's like, you know, I was hoping to one day hear something like that because I'm a fan of, well, from, from the last show, I'm electronic voice phenomena. Mm -hmm. And one uh, famous electronic voice phenomena practitioner, uh, used shortwave radio and he got voices from nowhere he got them for decades he was an italian uh italian italian man marcello bacci okay he's a yeah b-a-c-c-i last name bacci so i thought that was really cool because i've always loved radio so if it was if anything if any phenomena i was going to have i mean 
I guess they had to reach me through the radio because that's where I am that's most of the time. Do. I'm not looking up at the sky. Yeah, I'm not that's... with the telescope or binoculars in the dark. Right. That's... Yeah, or the daytime. Sort of like um, when when people are looking to manifest stuff like law of attraction style, it reminds me of, um, you know, you make the request and expect a result, but n- not that part, but the part about um, the universe will deliver it to you where you are doing what you do. So given that, that yes. so you were doing what you do and it, and it, it, you, you, it reached you. It reached me and it even said my name. No, stop My it. name was repeated for verification. So, you know, it's like you can stop turning the dial now, Leo Hill. <laughs> yes, this is, you know, yeah, this is it. I, you know, this is whatever this is. And I've had no, you know, they didn't go on to further speak English to let me know mm-hmm. uh, what they were or where they were from. And I said, well, if you don't tell me your name, I'm just going to name you something. And they were seemingly fine with that. So I do have a pet name. For my my radio friends, uh, so that was December two thousand nineteen or two thousand eighteen, wow. so so December uh, two thousand nineteen was actually the first it was our anniversary as I call it with my shortwave friend. So what? sometimes he'll you know he just you know will stop communicating, but usually he goes on in his rhythmic fashion. He has a certain uh, rhythm he or she or they. Mm-hmm. And and no matter what frequency now that I have this certain radio on, it's an amateur radio. They they can tune in, no matter where. Okay, I so turn the dial. Date. It's as if you December what now? December it'll be December twenty eighteen was the first time. Oh, twenty eighteen. I encountered this intelligence. 2018. Okay. So 2019, this past December was uh, the anniversary, I call it, of our meeting wow. on the radio. But I think if anyone has the intention, of course, and is naturally attracted to radio as I am, mm-hmm. then you know, beings can communicate with you. Right. Right. You're not in a car driving through Arizona. You know, so they won't see you there, but they will see. But they they might catch you on the radio. Totally, I got it. It's wherever you are, yeah, right on planet Earth, using the the radio. Whoa! And I wow. think Doctor Greer discusses the electromagnetic. You know, we use on planet Earth. We you know, our devices run with electromagnetic energy, and mm-hmm. we see our visual spectrum. We see the visual spectrum of the electromagnetic uh, field and we can hear it with our ears and we can feel it mm-hmm. through heat or a lack of heat. So, but the, what the CE5 area and the CE5 movement, if you will, the film and Dr. Greer's uh, emphasis is on consciousness and, and uh, that leads us to the quantum field so consciousness is what's beyond the electromagnetic methods of communication. Oh, absolutely. Uh, now you're talking my the, language. The beings uh, use, can utilize electromagnetic field. That we, you know, we, so we can see them, we can uh, hear them, uh, we can experience their uh, 
when they are shifted towards the electromagnetic, electromagnetic uh, field of things, but when they go to mm -hmm. the quantum area, that's when we have to use our consciousness to link up with their consciousness and vice versa. We can meet them in the consciousness field where space and time uh, are no longer important. They don't even exist, mm -hmm. really. Space-time. Yeah, we rise above space-time and become just two mm -hmm. points of common consciousness. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Interdimensional, transdimensional. Okay, so, so how did you get attracted to all of this? I mean, because I know that we, we usually talk about... Um, things more considered spiritual, vibrational, energetic. How did you, I mean, what made you realize, what made you have you in thinking in terms of, of what we call extraterrestrial as opposed to a spiritual being? Because... How did you get into the, into the whole extraterrestrial <laughs> place? Because Alcid O'Neill was so interested. <laughs> and uh, so I looked at it with the, I decided to you know, just look at these, the field, to look at the area and see the evidence because Alcid is not a, uh, you know, she's not a nut job. She's not a nut case, which is where the common media and the government has placed the UFO uh, enthusiast or anyone with interest is someone who's like out of it, lost it. Yeah, right. And yeah, yes. So and someone who's, you know, in the backwoods and hunting possum at night or something and says they saw a UFO. <laughs> Who can possibly believe them? No intelligent person would believe them. But yes, right. intelligent Swap people, gas. intelligent people are experiencing uh, consciousness from more than just the material based perspective. Right. So after right. I, I saw the, uh, I saw some YouTube videos. I saw specifically one YouTube video of Dr. Greer, holding a press conference in the year 2000, I believe, or a press conference in, in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. The, the National Press Club. The National Press Club, no less, where yeah. all these government, uh, past retired government officials, had all, with all their evidence and experience, one by one spoke about their experience with, uh, with their close encounters. They're known as whistleblowers now. Two thousand one. Right. Okay. Two thousand one. So because when I, I saw know you, I know us, and um, I brought my notes. I got my receipts and, with me. And so, I watched this hour, with an hour or two long, uh, mm -hmm. press conference, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I didn't you know, when I see it. I saw it in I guess twenty eighteen, and uh, mm -hmm. so I couldn't believe that the government was not only saying yes. They are, we've been investigating them since Roswell or, be, or before. Mm -hmm. And we've been keeping their technology for ourselves and just leaking it out to you so that other, you know, these industrial, the military industrial complex could create, uh, as they do, weapons that we can sell to uh, other countries and they, you know, and just keep the whole pipeline of the industrial complex going, military industrial complex that Eisenhower right. spoke out about before he left warned office. Warned us about. Yes. Warned us about. Right. Okay. So just to do, you know, my piece in terms of, my, you know, full disclosure and what my background on this is, you know, my 
um, my perspective is that, you know, I, I'd already seen stuff. I just took it for granted that that's just the way it is, you know, but um, you just sort of park it at the back of the mind until next time you see another one, I guess so. Um, and, and certainly acknowledging that this is real and true, but what, what, what was I going to do with that information? Right. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Um, so here's me. I did this course. I, oh, excuse me. Um, I have Miss Uni with me in case you might hear her in the background. She's sitting here staring at me, hoping that there's going to be another snack or something. Um, so Miss Uni, the dog is in case you hear her making noise. So, um, so right. I did the, um, I studied with the Holistic Studies Institute and got certified as a psychic medium and message circle conductor. So I did their course, and it was a year long, and liked it so much, I will give them this, that is a course they can teach, right? Um, all due credit to Stephen Robinson and his people. So, and I thought that I would take any course they offered. That, that's, where I, that's where I felt at the time. Took this course on transmediumship, and during that course, they um, gave us a piece of homework telling us to watch the Afterlife Investigations video on YouTube on the Skoll experiment. That's the S-C-O-L-E experiment, right? So I watched this video. I mean, it made my psychic abilities um, seem like I shouldn't be so stressed out about them because there's a lot more that people are capable of. So that was wonderful. But here's the thing saw the movies and that's uh, Mario Bacci is in it mm-hmm. yes um, he the is when you were talking about the radio um, who, right Marcello Marcello Bacci thank you Marcello Bacci so here's the thing a, a couple of years passed and I really want to say there was something that you said about about aliens I really think so I don't remember what it was but it, it had me on YouTube and I'm seeing um, not that uh, National Press Club event, but a, um, a, an event in front of Congress, in front of the Senate, I guess. Um, and the person who was speaking was the former minister, um, oh my goodness, Hellier, the Canadian, is the high, he was the highest ranking person in government at the time. Canada's former Minister of National Defense, Paul Hellier, right. He testified at the citizen hearing on disclosure in Washington, D.C. Um, I guess that was back in 2013 from what I'm seeing right here. And he talked about the fact that he talked about the fact that this stuff is real. Um, not only is it real, but the science that and the, the awareness of this is being withheld from us by people who want the status quo to continue. And by status quo, he meant um, the financial people, the, I call it the multiple industrial complex at this point. Mm-hmm. Because um, something that Stephen Greer talks about in his disclosure, in, the, in his book and in his movie, Unacknowledged, is that we have been paying for the development of this technology for decades. We, we have already paid for it. Like that, the taxpayers. Like yes, taxpayers. Um, like that thing I saw in Arizona that um, I now think of was probably um, a human, you know, something from the government. Um, a, 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 what do they call it? A reverse engineered alien technology um, vehicle. 
that that's the kind of technology that's available. And um, he covers in his movie and in the book, Unacknowledged, which is fierce, okay, what, what um, Minister Paul, former Minister Paul Hellier was saying. The technology has been developed. We, don't, we should not be driving in cars that run on dead dinosaurs and belch dirt into the air. Um, we should be, you know, and we should have such advanced technology. And, mm-hmm. and it's been kept from us. And we freaking paid for it. And um, he was saying that until we get these people who are holding us back um, to let go of the information and let us leap forward, um, we're going to continue killing our planet with, with bad technology and basically running on what I call 19th century technology. You know, right. um, we've been we've been running on 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 gas for you know, since the late 1800s in coal and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Fossil fuels. Yeah. So seeing Paul Hellier speak blew my mind. And he called them the cabal. I'm like, whatever. I don't care what you call them. But they're the people who who have a vested interest in um, weapons and gas and slow tech, right? And um, what got me was um, there was something in the midst of what he was saying, and, and then I found the whistleblowers' individual accounts on YouTube. You know, these folks who are getting so old that they're saying, before I croak, I may as well tell you what I saw. And I am so old that they can no longer threaten me um, by saying, like they used to, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you used to work at what they call Area 51 or those mm-hmm. kind of places. They're, they're like, I'm too old to care, y'all. I'm too old to care, so this is what I saw. <laughs> those guys started talking about it. It just blew my mind. And, and you can see this stuff on, 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 on YouTube. Just look up whistleblowers and stuff like that. And some of them would have their old photos with them, and they'd be holding the photos up to the camera. Oh, Miss Uni. And um, that led me to whistleblowers that um, Stephen Greer had gathered. And um, mm-hmm. right, and the way he did it, which I think is kind of awesome. Um, and in the movie CE Five, um, there is this constitutional lawyer Daniel Sheen, who who um, partnered, I guess, with them. He they um, they wanted the government to they wanted more whistleblowers to come forward, and they wanted to be able to tell those people that they weren't in trouble. And this is what they did in advance of that two thousand one press conference. Um, they sent um, a letter to all of the different alphabet soup agencies from FBI, CIA, NSA, all of them, and to the president himself, who I think was Clinton at the time. They sent um, a letter out, uh, and there's a term for it, but basically it's, unless you tell us otherwise, we're going to take it that we can go ahead. And what they're saying, what their position was, and the constitutional lawyer Daniel Sheen's position was, is that these um, special access programs, these unacknowledged special access programs, they are, um, the, the, the president doesn't know about them. Sometimes the head of um, the, the National Security Council um, heads, they don't know about them, which means the chain of command has been broken, which means um, these are not 
really, truly classified because there's no government oversight. And that makes them almost illegal operations. So there is no um, Mm -hmm. non-disclosure agreement. There's no government classification making them classified and therefore forbidden to be spoken about that is actually legal and binding. So they put that in a letter and sent it to everybody, the head of everything, and they did not get a response. And since the letter said, if we don't hear from you, then we are going to understand and we, and we're, then we understand and you understand that we are free to proceed. And that is, I, underst- I, I understand, is what made it possible for all those whistleblowers uh, to come forward. And apparently Stephen Greer and his people, um, C. Seti, um, and the Disclosure Project, Go ahead. You tell she me. She said he is. It's the. Uh, I just looked at it this morning. The search for right, extraterrestrial it's, um, intelligence. I think it's the citizens. What is he said he? I don't think this, the there's a, the C is citizens, but. Yeah. Of, center for studies yes. of you. extraterrestrial intelligence. Yes. Which is. Um, online. I just love yeah. how fast the Ecosia, what do you call it, uh, search engine works. <laughs> so, yeah. So then all these people from NASA and all these other places started coming forward. Turns out um, they had threatened astronauts and said that, you know, who saw stuff in, during the Apollo missions, that if you say anything, you know, we will come for you. You'll never get a, a, a pension and we'll, and we'll kick your dog too. Right. And so all of this heading toward what is the this movie about so so here's the thing okay here's so so we'll discuss more of the movie in the next segment do we have to we're going to take a break now okay okay i want to tell you how it connects to um, consciousness and spirituality and the skull report after the break see you later Hey, Leo. Hello, Alison. <laughs> Welcome back for part two. Yes, indeed. The second half hour of Close Encounters of the Five Fifth Kind Conversations. Indeed. Yes. Leo yes. and Alison. Yes, and Miss Uni on her, on her mat over right next to me. And, and, you know, the first half hour, and this, of course, is Intuitive Secrets with Company of Prophets. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, the first half hour, essentially we talked about how we got to the conversation and the movie itself, um, the CE5 movie uh, by Dr. Stephen Greer and his lovely team of, of world changers. Yeah. And um, so, you know, my interest, although that's, that, that's part of my world and I've seen, you know, UFOs, um, my focus has been on things that people, on consciousness, on, on what I guess people call spiritual stuff, um, mediumship and things like that, but, and, and on being one's truest, best self. But it was while, it was after I'd seen the Paul Hellier um, address uh, to the Senate on why they should disclose and why um, people do believe, you know, this is real. Stop, stop nonsensing us around. 
that I was taking that course and saw the Skoll Report, S-C-O-L-E, the Afterlife Investigations movie. And I suddenly realized that um, at the, almost at the end of the movie, while they were showing what was happening in their sessions where these mediums and, and um, intuitives met in the same space on the same day every week for years, that one of the things that showed up um, on the wall or on camera while they filmed it in the dark was the classic alien face, you know, a pointy chin, big forehead with the, with the almond-shaped eyes. And it suddenly hit me that the same way consciousness can help people connect with folks who have transitioned into non-physical um, mm-hmm. it can help them you can also con- connect to others You're, we're using consciousness to communicate with people who have transitioned to other where to what seems like somewhere else we can use consciousness to um, communicate with people from other places and I suddenly realized I'd seen that in the movie and I ran back to see the movie again and um, I think it takes place at minute 39 um, and 40 seconds um, in the skull yes. reports. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, it's like there I I I I am seeing the face. That shifted everything for me. That shifted everything. And and it was then that I um studied more about what Stephen Greer was talking about. I can I, I listened further to what he was saying. And in this movie, he really gets into it. I mean, he talks about all the other stuff too, the politics and that we're being cheated and stuff like that. And we've paid for this stuff. But he goes in deep on the fact that people can communicate and reach out to what I now call extended family by using consciousness. And um, people are now doing this all over the world. Tens of thousands of people are doing it all over the world. They're getting together in groups. They are meditating for about a half an hour in advance at, I think, at the least. Um, Their intention isn't just show up, I want to prove to myself you're real. It's more a a matter of becoming citizen ambassadors and and bypassing all world governments and what they say is going on. And by doing Mm -hmm. that with um, an attitude of... um, of love, pure, pure, I, I call it love, but I call everything love, pure intention, pure hearted intention, and simply the desire to, um, to connect through consciousness peacefully. People are, are having stuff show up like amazing things. And, and people show yes, up. Folks, yeah. I also call them folks. Right. <laughs> folks. People and crafts, right. not just crafts, but the people who are right. on them. Right. As he says at the beginning of the, of the, the movie, the documentary, um, it, it's, it's definitely beyond time, well past time to go beyond thinking of them as, ooh, that's a ship when you see a ship. Think about who's in that ship. Those are folks. Those are people. And um, what's crucial about this is that it can change our world 
it can take us to, it doesn't have to be like this, is becoming my, my phrase of the moment. We can have um, clean energy. We can, we can be traveling to other places. I want to go to school somewhere else. I, I want um, a civilization that's more Star Trek than what we've got right now. Not necessarily Star Trek-y, but, but definitely. I, I don't want to be sitting at the children's table anymore in the galactic community. I want to participate. And, um, and he's saying that by people getting together um, and doing these CE5, um, these intentional groups, we can start to communicate with other people and indeed bypass our governments and just establish peaceful communications so that we can have the world that we need, that we deserve to have. And, um, yes, you know, and this, this, I find that for spirit, I find this compelling because for spiritual people, for people who are lovingly spiritual of good intention, of expansive mind, this is a perfect extension of what one can do with one's intuitive studies what one can do with one's consciousness and one's conscious awareness you know and um mm-hmm. ah, you know since i started ce5ing <laughs> and that's just by myself or me and Ms. uni just by myself here at home i have seen at least four or five more craft and I, and, and, and typically just because I have the intention and then I'll be, have, I'll have meditated in the morning or something and with a loving open heart. And then I look up and there, you know, up in the sky is, is a little dot of light that isn't the moon in the morning, isn't the star, isn't the sun, isn't a plane, isn't moving like a plane. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm seeing one. And it happens when I'm walking the dog. It happened the other night when I was talking to you on the phone while I was walking the dog. You know, it's like, so I, I love that in addition to the benefits of being, uh, um, I guess what people still call a spiritual person, um, a conscious, loving person, that has its own benefit, plus other synchronicities that one has, the use of law of attraction, the application of law of attraction, the creating of a loving planet and loving energy around you and attracting loving people to your world. You also get to communicate with people from other places. What? What? I see you five. Do you see? I see you five. (laughs) You know, and um, the movie goes through, you know, really brilliant conversation of what's being withheld from us. um, What who's in whose vested interest it is that we not do this. Um, it, 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 It even talks about the fact that in order to keep the status quo, the, the government, the whatever you want to call it, the multiple industrial complexes, they, they literally said in the movie, they're not going to let us have Bernie Sanders for president. They're going to make sure that Kamala Harris with Joe Biden win because, because we'll get almost exactly what Joe Biden said, nothing significantly changing. I mean... I mean, this movie came out months ago. And that's kind of where we are. Early 2020. And that's where we are. Whoa. Right. So, okay. I, I, I... So Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Yes. You can see it on the Amazon. Amazon Prime. You can get If you Prime. get it from iTunes, 
you get um, additional footage that's not available on Amazon Prime. I got the Amazon Prime one. I'm already digging it. I may go ahead and get it from iTunes again. You know? Um, yeah. Um, this, this footage may also be available in the, uh, the Close Encounters membership area. The new Greer uh, Ambassador, Membership Ambassador Program. Right. I can't remember the exact yes. wording, but it's a reasonable um, entry fee if that's if you want to get access to all his documents, the videos of all kinds, and access to you know, basically face-to-face video conferencing when he has a special announcement and he gets you know he tell you what he's working on now, right? right. Uh, every at least twice a month if you have the premium, yeah, the premium membership, and I you know. I've seen people complain on Twitter about the fact that, oh, he's going commercial or something like that. And uh, my position is the two movies he's done, Unacknowledged, um, which is available, I think, still on Netflix and probably on Prime for nothing. And on Amazon Prime, yes. um, For no additional additional fees, I mean, your membership. Um, Those were crowdfunded. Um, CE5, the movie, was crowdfunded. So... And I think, I'm sorry, I didn't get to participate. I wish I had, I wish I could say I had contributed. So I have no problem with. You can still contribute. To, to the next movie or <laughs> you mean by. He's, from what I saw on Facebook, he's, you know, they're still talking about the contributions to the CE5 crowdfunding. Well, you know, the fact that he's um, doing this membership thing. I, I, I'm not upset by it. I'm totally digging the fact that there are um, more ways to contribute to supporting his work. Um, and he was a practicing emergency doctor, emergency physician at a um, hospital in North Carolina. Um, from what I understand, he used to bring down about a half a million a year. So he gave that up to do this full time. So I don't consider him to be about money in this regard. And I have no problem with um, this paying his bills as well as it supporting um, ongoing, ongoing work, you know? Um, yeah, you know, the, the movie opens with cool music, but um, this quote by the physicist Paul Dirac, pick a flower on earth and you move the farthest star. And... Um, what jumped out to me for that, thinking in terms of people who, who um, intuitives, sensitives, psychics, whatever you want to call them, when we are using our intuition, when we are love-focused, and, um, and that's the energy we're giving off, we are that flower that moves the mm-hmm. the stars. You know, we, we are that, Miss Uni, we are that force, that gentle force that, that shifts things. And I'm I'm okay with that, and um, it's a great reminder of the impact that we can that we can have, that, and how we can help with consciousness and with loving care. You know. So there are no separate, isolated incidences. Uh, you connected since everyone, everything is connected, everyone, everything. Then it's you know you have a large impact beyond what you can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. The physics... Your energy reaches to the farthest star. I mean, there is no radio transmission that just goes off into... There's no, like, nowhere. There's somewhere, right. everywhere. So every word 
that was ever spoken on planet Earth is still reverberating in some well, fashion. That's true. Through the, uh, on the quantum level, consciousness field, in the, the, the realm of, con- of yeah. quantum, the quantum realm, um, what physics is saying in general is that everything, all of time, is all taking place now, past, present, and future. So indeed, you're quite right. Well, everything said is still, 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 still out there. It's still being said. Mm, I guess so. Yes. Um, um, so. Part of what's empowering about this movie is that, um, indeed, we can have an impact, we can create, we can bring into existence um, the new, better world. Um, you know, we can bounce ourselves from where we are now out of 19th and 20th century tech into a whole better world um, with all the universe at, you know, at our, at our, within, within reach. And there are concerns that they have that doing this will also help us avert um, this concept that, you know, like when, when last year President Trump started talking about, or when he started talking about Space Force, it seemed to be in keeping with, with what Paul Hellier and uh, Greer and others are saying, which is, oh, so since they're now beginning to talk about that aliens and alien interactions are real, they're trying to manage the conversation and get us all afraid. They want to use a a false flag attack style thing so that they can um, have an excuse for more military buildup. They can control us with fear and whatever the hell else they might want to do, you know, and honestly, Maintain the status right. quo. Yes. So, our, that's Mr. Wasabi from next door howling. I beg your pardon. <laughs> He's a big, gorgeous dog. Um, so, thing is, the thing is this. This is what gets me. I call that, pardon me, dumb fuck stupid. Okay? Dumb fuck greedy. Because if these folks who are in charge, uh, Majestic, the 12, whatever they want to call themselves, I don't know. If they're trying to keep the status quo so that they can make billions, if we had an open planet, they could be making quadrillions. There's, there are quadrillions, there are quintillions to make if we had an open planet. And another thing that's crucial about the CE5 conversation is that it's like, um, you know, in the Star Trek universe, it takes a, plant, it takes a species to have warp technology before first contact can be made and they come out of quarantine essentially and what this has shown is that it is not achieving warp warp speed warp travel technology that is the entry point for getting to participate in a galactic um a a cosmic community it turns it turns Mm. out that the ticket for participating in a cosmic community is love consciousness, is peaceful consciousness. And um, that's what it takes. So for all of us to be about our, our light work or just being peaceful, loving people, seeing everyone is connected and everything is connected and thereby treating our planet better and treating each other better, that's what it will take. 
it, it's, it's not the technology. It's the mentality. It's the heart. It, it, do, it doesn't even take right. a penny to be kind and loving. And that could get us to the stars. I mean, fine. Yeah, or beyond yeah. the stars. Wherever, whatever's right, beyond the right. stars. And in fact, um, this whole thing, um, this whole conversation, and I did not know why you wanted to do CE5 as our second episode of our podcast, but the whole CE5 conversation, which has become so important to me in general, um, this communicating with others, with folks from elsewhere, part of what it helped me really see clearly is that I do not, indeed I don't believe in death. I do not think that people die. I think that they go interdimensional. You know, they shift. But just like the skull experiment showed people from who supposedly were dead showing up um, in their images and, and the alien with the pointy chin, big eyes showing up, we are interdimensional beings. We can communicate interdimensionally, transdimensionally. And that is mad cool. That to me is cooler than talking to ghosts. There, there are no dead people. There are people who have shifted from um, into non-physical and into another dimension, but they're still here. Yes. And the same skill to talk to them is the same, the same capacity to talk to them is the same capacity to talk to people from a whole other places elsewhere. Civilizations, yeah. as Greer says in the movie, billions of years advanced. Right. In some right. cases. Yes, yeah. Which is a mind blower, which, which, which is funny to, see, to hear him say that because um, Miss Uni, Miss Uni, Bring your butt over here. Uh, excuse me. Um, it, my, I had a hard time going, thinking there are people whose civilizations are billions of years old. And I'm like, well, I guess because the universe is multi-billion years, billions of years old, I guess that's likely. But I, I, I have to admit, the human, the earthling of me was like, they can't be more advanced than us. I mean, they can be more advanced than us, but that much more advanced than us? And I was like, wow, yeah. I had to realize, yeah, which is cool because, you know, more shopping opportunities, I, I, I call it, because that means they've got cool stuff I'll get to learn, cool stuff we'll get to see. But, but, oh, but it, took mm -hmm. me, it takes me a second every time I even think of it to get my head around that there, there are folks out here who've been around for billions, whose, whose societies have been around for billions, billions of years. Wow. Wow. Yes. It, 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 it's, it's a lot to take in. It reminds in. me of Ava DuVernay's movie, um, her, her, her movie, um, A Wrinkle in Time. You know, uh, a movie that I quite love. I like it better than the book, and I don't usually like a movie better than the book. But, um, you know, those, those characters, the misses, the who's it, what's it, miss, you know, what, who, whatever, those are examples of, you know, fictional examples of beings who's, who are from societies, cultures that are billions of years ahead of us. And um, uh, that's a movie I'd love to discuss at another time, but it looks like I get a, a great deal out of it. But um, 
Yeah, that's that's mm. one of the things I love about it. it. Those are actual examples, and the fact that those things show up in our in our our literature, to me, is an example of we we're we're aware on certain levels. We are evolving toward this understanding. We are getting this, we, you know, we, we're 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 getting this understanding, and um, I on certain intuitive so, levels. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the doggone, the doggone the people, uh, you know, who have been saying for thousands of the D-O-N, doggone um, tribe of people in Africa, West Africa, Mali, um, the area mm-hmm. of Mali, um, who have been saying that they've, they've been communicating with people from elsewhere for centuries. And... From what I understand, the most compelling piece that gets me, aside from any art or anything else, was that they said they themselves, perhaps, um, or the people they've spoken to, come from a place within the Sirius star system. And they said they came from a planet in that system, right? And that, although the star is visible, the dog star is otherwise called, dog star Mithuni, that that planet to which they were referring wasn't visible to Western science until the 19th century, at the earliest. So they were sent. Yup. Yeah. At the so earliest. I, yeah. I, I I love that. All praise the ancestors. I, I love that. Um, yeah. And um, so the movie talks about this range of things. You know, the possibility of our of using our consciousness. Um, that which is being withheld from us, how it's being withheld, what the concerns are. They talk about something called um, the Beyond the Stars Academy. And um, Mm -hmm. that's a government government program program, part of the disinformation um, um, effort. There are people who are speaking about the fact that aliens are real, which makes them sound very progressive and forward. But then they have the fear-based concept of it. And, you know, I used to just think of them as a shady bunch of sellouts, I'm sorry to say. But, you know, there's a part of the movie when they talk about how um, um, some years ago the intention had arisen that the announcement, the disclosure at the government level, international governmental level, was going to be made. And when that happened, um, Gorbachev was involved. Um, I, I forget which of our presidents was involved. And there, um, Bush, Bush, or, 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 or the other one. It may have been. no. It was not. It was before Gorbachev right. was uh, uh, not Bush yeah, Senior. It wasn't Clinton either. It was when Perez de Cuellar, Carter, was, um, the Secretary General of the UN. So, um, and I think that was after, I think it may have been during the Clinton years, I'm not sure, but um, they were going to be speaking at the UN and they were going to make the announcement. And Perez de Cuellar, the Secretary General of the UN, was abducted and threatened. And they were told, do not make this announcement, okay, or, or things will get broken. And from what I understand, it was done to, um, from what the Office of Special Investigations, I mean, like big military whistleblowers, former heads of these things, were saying is that that there, there are the alien abductions people worry about are are fraudulent. 
they are frauds, just like the kidnapping of Perez de Cuellar was not done by aliens. It was done by some military industrial complex operatives who will use people who have mm -hmm. a physical anomaly that helps make disguise them as supposedly um, alien, that helps them put a, an outfit on them and go, well, this is clearly going from somewhere else because their body doesn't look like you expect a human body to look. But it's just another kind of human um, with, a, with an, a physical anomaly. And they've been using the people like that for years to um, perform these alien abductions and they've been performing cattle needle mm -hmm. scenarios relations um, so that yeah. so that they're sowing the seeds in advance um, of their fake operation, their Star Wars operation to, to keep us afraid. And two things for me. OK, and then I'm going to shut up and let you talk, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me, Leo and everybody. Um, there's two things. One. Why would aliens need to chop up cows? Really? Really? Why would aliens need to chop up cows? It's ridiculous. And if they wanted to chop up cows, they could just steal them from a, what do you call it, from a cattle. They could just go get them from the butcher. What, what, what? It's ridiculous. And then the other thing, the point that I think cannot be stressed enough, how do we know they are peaceful? Simple. They have had technology far in advance of ours for ages. If they had wanted to, they could have done it already. If they had, you know, if they had wanted to, to put a hurt on us, as my mom used to say, they could have done it. So that's how we know that they're not, they're not violent. In the movie, they're oh really patient. And, and yeah, in the movie, they talk about tens of thousands of people now have done CE5 events and no one's ever been harmed. But as I saw that in the movie, I was thinking more than that, because somebody could say, well, they're just being peaceful, peaceful and patient, waiting, wait, laying in wait. But no, the truth is, besides the fact that tens of thousands of people have done this CE5ing and no one's gotten hurt or harmed in any way, simply... Very simply, if they'd wanted to do something, they've had millennia, certainly hundreds of years, certainly decades. They'd come all this way, they could do something if they wanted to, and they haven't. And that is the simplest, clearest way of knowing that they don't intend to do anything to us. They're, we're the ones who are scary, crazy knuckleheads. Yeah. Yes, you have far more to fear from your... Um neighbors or other family members even than you do from a right. visitor from right and, and in fact world. if they wanted to to destroy the earth all they need to have to do is stand back and let us continue we, we, we can't even get we can't even get a green new deal yes. passed when we've been told we've got 10 years or less left all they have to do is wait so yeah mm -mm -mm. Okay, so we're coming upon the end of this no. half hour. You want another Why half hour it? segment? You want to, should we have I a part three? part three? Okay. So we're going to break and come back with part three. Leo.
We'll do a lot to talk. Stay with us. I will listen. (laughs) Got it. Stay with us. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, in fact, excuse me. Welcome back to Intuitive Secrets with Company of Prophets. Take it away, Leo. Well, my connection isn't the best, so I missed the first 17 seconds of that. Ooh. Um, just to let you know, I'm sure you're recorded, but yeah, I'm just letting you know I didn't hear it. Oh, um, 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 um. Welcome back to Intuitive Secrets with Company of Prophets. Take it away, Leo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So in the close encounters of the fifth kind, mm-hmm. contact has begun. That's the whole title. Uh, a lot is made of the, um, well, Greer explains, Dr. Greer explains, and other people chime in you know, who have worked with him who have gone out with him before C-19. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do this anymore uh, because of C-19. But they would go out to uh, parks or whatever, some area where you can usually see the Milky Way pretty well, mountaintops, hilltops, uh, things like that. Beaches. And they would bring chairs, beaches, and be in a clear space with no uh, city lights, basically, somewhere with mm-hmm. no city lights. Mm-hmm. And they would meditate basically they're meditating or specifically they are meditating and from my perspective from the old school of seances it looks an awful lot like a seance a message circle i never thought of that and a message circle it looks like that's what it looks like so when you said in the last in the the last half hour the first half hour Mm -hmm. that uh one can use the same practices of connection to one's uh, ancestors or other ghosts, quote unquote ghosts, and not only will the ghosts appear if they would like, the spirits appear, but the extraterrestrial being can appear also. Right. So, so, yeah, it's the time and time again we see this connection between the modes of communication, just quieting your mind, Mm-hmm. And being of peaceful intention, with no uh, materialistic, uh, you know, greedy gain, you know, in your mind, your heart, etc. Mm-hmm. And then disconnecting, and then whatever communication wants to take place from the non-material spheres is facilitated by your being open to it with the openness of mind and it's like a, a childlike simplicity almost. I mean, there are children or sometimes we get more as children, more information, uh, more connection with the non-material than we do when we're adults, when we're all right. you know, closed down and, and we've been un- inculcated to behave as adults, mm-hmm. you know, as uh, lemmings. Mm. So, yeah. so I he find actually, that very fascinating. He actually mentions um, his first encounter with um, people from elsewhere, extended family, extraterrestrials, whatever you want, whatever I like to call them at the moment, 
and then actually happened to him when he was a nine-year-old child. Yeah, when he was a kid out with other kids, mm -hmm. he saw a craft, he says, and he told his parents, and they said, oh, you're, you know, you're a kid. Sure you what do. do you know? And you, yeah, yeah, sure, kid. And uh, as an adult, he says, it happened again. Mm -hmm. He kept that experience in mind, of course, because how can you forget? But that sparked his interest in, he happens to have a, a great interest sparked when he's a child. And then he grows up and he becomes a, uh, an expert, not a willing expert, but uh, right. he becomes an expert facilitator in communicating, yeah. having peaceful relations with uh, extraterrestrials, and he also extraterrestrial had beings. A, a near-death experience. And he's a non-death uh, experience, NDE. A near-death experience. Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which also, which also, um, at, at which time he also had an interaction with um, an, an extraterrestrial being. Yeah. And so he knows there's no, he personally knows there's no death. No such thing. There is no such thing as death. And, and while as a med student, he became an expert meditator following the uh, Maharishi uh, Mahesh Yogi. He used the transcendental did meditation. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Um, the, yes. That's the, the folks who do transcendental meditation. Um, he became a teacher of meditation. Yep. And had another CE5 experience or had another um, extraterrestrial group extraterrestrial another CE, experience. A group, yes. When a uh, tetrahedron-shaped ship showed up at their meditation site in the daytime. Yep. They talk about that. And one of the people so, who was with him, who was 20 or something years old at the time and now is much older, they talked about that experience. Good stuff. She was moment. in the group with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of background on him and, and just, you know, other people who have been involved at different points in his life yep. uh, with the uh, contacts, contacting other civilizations. Yep. And now he's developed, as a meditation instructor, he's developed a protocol, a coherent thought sequencing, he calls it. Mm -hmm. a protocol for calming your mind and connecting and inviting communication. And he doesn't like the term inviting. It's like he, we're not inviting the, the beings to visit planet Earth, but we are letting them know that we are interested. Mm -hmm. should, they, you know, should they like to show up we are more than happy and uh, peaceful uh, partners in the communication in the in the exchange. Right. Yeah. Right. So I really appreciated his uh, uh, focus on that. That's in his on the peaceful mm -hmm. communication linkage, showing people how to link up. And if you get there's an app for that. There's an app for that there's too. An app for that. Uh, <laughs> Android or iPhone, mm -hmm. you can get it and uh, you can network with other people in your area who are involved right. so you don't have to go out in the woods by yourself. Right. But now, you know, social distancing, so stay, you know, in your small group, but uh, six feet apart, maybe. Well, you use the app for the meditation, is that right? I use the app for meditation. The, the meditations are, are wonderful. Wow. And, I, and there's some really good music on there, which I use every so I bought the app. Um, I got. I had and, the old uh, app, and it was free. So I used the. 
music part more than the yeah, other. Oh. I have. I still have the old app. Mm-hmm. I have, don't have the new app, but the new app looks wow. very good because it has a networking section. So you, you have to look into your right. app for the networking section and see who in your area, I guess Zoom, who you would be distant from. Keep your distance. <laughs> right. Or you could just, you know, agree with the group. Oh, of yeah, people. you could do Zoom or uh, FaceTime. And, and, and an alert will go out every once in a while I, saying, I you know, there's going to be a, C, a, a global CE5 on such and such a date, you know, and wherever you are, you can do it. I, I do it by myself, although I look forward, I guess so, to doing it with like minded people. So I, I like the thought of the amplification of, of that sort of loving energy. Um, Mm-hmm. Well, um, in the movie, there's a point where someone says, "If you get nervous, well, the global you know, event would be an amplification. Folks showing up, um, it can help to be in a group because that helps, you know, um, ground you in a, in a peaceful mood. You know, you've got folks with you. Um, mm-hmm. And it can help you if you just." Uh, in your mind, to talk to the, the right. beings, express that right. you're a little, you know, Which getting anxious. They like slow down their approach or something. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think. So you're t- in total control the whole time. That's you are in, con- in control of, folks who are ready of the for experience. This. I think that they're really psyched and happy for us to be ready for this, and um, I find them to be very supportive of of that. Um, but it's but you just said that it's like a message circle, mm-hmm. and that is yes. similar to a message circle, that sharing of energy. You know, that supportive thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Combining, mm-hmm. combining your energies. Um, You're combining your intentions. In combining your law of attraction. You know, it's not craft. Um, sometimes you just have folks show up in your space. And um, I have to say that that has happened to me numerous times. And um, which is kind of a mind blower. In fact, I thought I was seeing some, like I when I see what people call spirit, it usually looks one kind of way, like an orb or something like that. This was the opposite of an orb. It was like an air, a, a, a darker area, but mm-hmm. didn't, but it felt good. It didn't feel like anything problematic. I never get anything problematic anyway, but um, it didn't feel like a warning. It felt like it didn't feel like anything, but that's folks right there. And I will have them show up. And one time right here in my backyard, my garden office, as I call it, um, with my back door open, a blip, as I now call them, went across the ground and into my house. And I'm sitting here staring at it, freaking out, not gently, quietly freaking out, mind slightly blown. And the thing of it is, my dog chased it into the house. And that confirmed for me that this was a whole other experience. But my observation is that when you're about that loving consciousness meditation, when, when you're when that is the field you're generating, folks pick up on it. Yep. 
it radiates seemingly it radiates mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. outward to you know like we are transceivers as i like to call human beings getting back to that electromagnetic we uh, range we can we yeah. receive I, i'm sure people's that, energy I, I believe that for and people, people receive our energy starting out in their unconsciousness of expanding their spirituality the and their um access to um mm-hmm. yep i i suspect that you know this stuff is available to um everyone their intuition I definitely yeah. lovingly send out that this is especially available to people who are um ex- you know already on their journey who are already um getting into their meditative meditation practice um and um yeah that they they can expect this they can expect this it's 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 ridiculously easy and, and that's very true yes very if they if they want to, I mean, it's it's up to you. You are in control, <laughs> meditator. Right. If you're not ready, I have found if you'd rather see your grandmother or grandfather instead, and that's I'm quite all right. Learning how to be comfortable with doing what we're doing and sharing on a larger scale. That when I'm writing something that seems to resonate with um, love and kindness and propagating love and kindness, they show up. They will show up right next to me. And that is trippy. But it, but it's not scary. It's, it ends up being more like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm doing something right. Okay, I'm making a, I'm in the middle of, of learning how to contribute better. And that's very comforting. Yes. So you're, you're saying... That's an uh, indication of support, in my, in my being garden. supportive of your endeavor. And um, my neighbor, my next door neighbor came out and we got into a conversation about COVID, about um, C-19. And I, um, I was sharing with her what um, my circle, my, my extended family, um, what we're doing to stay safe. And... Um, you know, I was sharing some information about Mono Lauren, that, um, you know, that thing that um, lauric acid that's derived from coconuts found in breast milk, it, you know, and how it's, it's being used to help prevent, you know, the spread of... Anyway, so I'm telling her about this stuff, and I'm, she's, she's on her deck above me, and I'm down in my garden looking up to her. And I think that because... I was in a state of loving kindness and sharing and sharing lovingly at no charge, loving it, you know, helpful information up past her shoulder, up in the sky is this white dot. And I'm trying to talk to this person and I'm staring past her head at, at a craft up in the sky. I mean, I see E5 and <laughs> I had had the intention of CE5ing in general. I was thinking about the stuff. But at that time, I was just having this conversation, you know, about try. And I've been, I was at that point sharing it with mm-hmm. anybody I, I came across, especially in my community, of course, because that's where I see people, um, about the benefits of monolaurin to drop people's viral load. 
and you know and there one popped up and if you see the ce5 movie which i hope folks will do um there is a moment um where they show someone ce5 video from long beach california and that is just the kind of one i saw so see the movie see that moment that's what i saw i saw like that Whoa! Um, I love that in the movie he has all of <laughs> yeah, I remember that uh, physicists, that film clip. scientists who speak about the the, um, the the evidence for mind matter interactions for communicating non locally um, via consciousness, like Dean Radin, Dr. Dean Radin, um, who's the head scientist at the, the Institute for Noetic Studies or Sciences. He talks. Mm-hmm. Right, he's quoted. Um, I don't. Well, it's well. Read Dean Radin is quoted, no, but I, I don't think he appears. His, his studies are mentioned. Anyone's a Dean um, Radin fan? He's not. He doesn't appear Russell in Tark, the movie. Doctor Russell Tark, right? Yeah, and he it's, talks about. Yeah. Um, I guess it's non locality, but he's known for appears known in for, the movie. Um, his work with the CIA. <laughs> Uh, developing that app that I've come to love, the ESP yes. trainer. Um, but he's. T- <laughs> yes. Well, he was at Stanford says, Research uh, Institute in a program that was funded intuitive development. by That's not the, way the alphabets. Was funded. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. His spiritual he's development was funded there. by um, the CIA. Wow. Yeah, he's got scientists. In, <laughs> That's know. what he says. So it's, so it's it's not just um, opinion. There's some good juicy science there. And wow, no, you know, I guess the one thing I love is that they're saying that if one percent of the planet can get about this work, can get about this loving consciousness work, we can shift the whole the whole human society upward, upward. And, I believe it's and this one percent is based upon the hydrogen or the right. ad- atoms. It's just or like when you soak uh, the experiment we do in, in, in school, where you, um, you add enough sugar to water, yes. and you hit the point where um, it's just enough sugar to cause crystallization of the rest of the sugar that's there. It's, it's something similar to that. And he talks about Dr. Emoto, who's in the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Um, talking about if you focus on water, with a loving intention or, 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 or a crank, it shifts the kind of molecule, the kind of crystals that the water forms. But yeah. Or whatever intention. Um, in yeah, those movie, crystal in photos movie, are excellent. Do we know? And that, that's, uh, I'd like to see more of, more of Dr. Emoto's work. But the... Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's been on YouTube, I think. The uh, what the bleep do we know? I don't think it's on Amazon or anything. I saw it on YouTube, yes. But that's a good intro is, movie to the is, whole subject of again, that how we affect our reality, how we create that, our reality. That cross linkage between those of us, um, most especially focused on consciousness and spirituality, and what that and, and this, this um, interstellar 
connection, you know. Yeah. So the law of attraction works. This works everywhere. Yeah. There's no, it's not just uh, in Utah or you yeah. know, Leningrad. It works everywhere. It. It's just like, it's the law of the universe. Wow. It's physics, yes. So, and the first time I ran into the, mm -hmm. the concept of creating your own reality, uh, or you create your reality, was in the uh, Seth books. When, he, when Seth talks about all that is and how we create for ourselves our version of all that is. Wow. So our beliefs, which There's are simply nice our thoughts that we have all the time, Dr. Joe create our reality. Work becoming supernatural. Um, and, and of course, the work of, of Abraham Hicks. Um, gotta say, the, the Joe Dispenza's book also talks mm -hmm. about actually using the pineal gland, what people call the third eye. And they're not talking about it in some, you know, woo-woo, airy-fairy, theoretical way. They're talking about it. He's talking about it in, this is your pineal gland. This is what it does. This is how you can access it. This is what you can do when you access it. It's, it's um, this is the physical exercise you can do to access it. So that's um, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. I haven't uh, I'm, read I'm sure any he's of got his some YouTube stuff, videos. I'm, or I, I need haven't to go even check seen out the his website. I said um, there's YouTube the videos. Book, um, I guess it's available by, via Audible, Kindle, you know, the standard, the, the new standard um, ways. And it's in the library. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. What is it's in your the favorite part of them? What are your favorite parts of this movie? Mm -hmm. My favorite parts. I think it's when the uh, when the mm -hmm. participants, it's a discussion of participating in the coherent thought uh, sequencing in the protocol itself, mm -hmm. in the meditation. And then the, the remarkable story of the man who regained his hearing after asking, he was in conversation with an, an actual extraterrestrial being one night at a CE5 gathering. And he asked the being if he could, you know, can you do something with my, about my hearing? Because he, he had to wear hearing aids in both ears. He had, mm -hmm. had complete hearing loss, I think, from the age of, you know, teenage, high school age to yes. the present as a middle-aged person. And he woke up the next morning with perfect hearing. Mm. So that may be, that's the sweetest moment of the entire film, if you ask me. That's the most, uh, you know, that's really, yeah. that's, that's like, if you are just open to the possibilities, nice. who knows what's gonna happen as, and it's gonna be something positive. Right. Let's just be that guy was you know, like, frank about that. Um, Open to positive possibilities. Could you help me with my hearing? It's only positive because can I want to be able to hear what you're saying to me. He wasn't even saying, I've come to a CE5, maybe they can hook me up. He was there going, 
we're already talking, but I, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Could you, could you, could you do anything about that? And that, yep. And they surely did. Goosebumps. Yes, he was. And that's a, uh, Greer, Dr. Greer says that that's someone, a particular being has appeared to them before. And they know him as a, uh, a healer. They, they call him a healer. So the technology or the, the abilities exist and, and, mm-hmm. and just our human DNA also. I mean, there's a story that I like that's uh, Napoleon Hill, the, uh, who was a, a writer of, uh, you could call it self-help writer mm-hmm. if you want to, American self-help writer. Uh, but he, he tells people, whatever you want, you can achieve it. And He's he was Mr. writing Thinking in the 50s. And he even made short movies, are, black and white movies you can still see on YouTube. I He's see Mr. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And there's still, still a website. Still there's a website devoted to Think and Grow Rich TikTok. and all his books. The Napoleon Hill Foundation. Hmm. And his son was born without ears or something like that. His son was born deaf in essence and without the right equipment to hear. But he never told his son, you are deaf. He just let his son develop without telling him that how different and disabled he was. And the son eventually could hear everything without the apparatus to hear that we think we need to hear. So that's that's an astonishing story. So that's something we, we can do so much if and Helen Keller is another brilliant yeah. example of someone who had, or seemingly started with nothing, and mute and blind, etc., but became a, a deaf, mute, and became a, a great communicator, a writer, you know, a well-known mm-hmm. personality. So if no one pigeonholed yeah. you when you were born, basically, and it's in, and it's there's no telling what we could us. do with our human abilities, which are immense beyond what we're told. Yes, we are human beings, everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has these abilities. And if no one boxes you in and forces you to be what they want you to be, then you can, who knows where you can go? um, Who knows what a child can do? um, That they can, um, you know, it's not that they're going to gain psychic ability or gain intuitive abilities. It's that they're going to expand the access they were born with that they already have. You can expand. Yes. Yeah. And I think of it as um, noticing your peripheral vision. You've already got peripheral vision. But a lot of times people don't even notice it or make use of it. It is. Yeah. This stuff is already within us. I do love that. So what else did you love from the movie? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I loved the uh, the music. Mm. Most of the music is awesome. I mean, it's, it's so well done. It's made for you to just to, to suck you in yeah. and keep you there. So I loved how well it was. It was just a, a marvelous production. 
mm-hmm. well done and extremely attractive. And I'm glad something like this exists on an international level for people to start connecting with each other in this and uh, a great purpose, yes. great purpose of communicating and bypassing these what are now silly governments with yeah. silly people. That- and so we can expand, expand our lives for future, mm-hmm. for future generations. You know, the, the movie is going to be there for, you know, our grandkids and their kids to watch. They're you know, still watching movies if they're still bothering with movies then. The information is out and just expand your consciousness, everyone. Expand your awareness, right. and, your and, peripheral and vision Earth to include on it uh, as well. friends from that, other that places planet besides Earth. planet Earth. You know. Yep, yep. There is a series of, which is shown by one of those Plants, animals, that everything. They, that they, um, that yeah. they, um, everything has consciousness. The that there's a plant thing, and I don't want to give it away, but, uh, right. There's a series of fiction books by an author called E.M. Foner. The Union the Station plant, The plant experiment. There, yes. And they actually show what it would be like to have an open earth where our governments actually embarrassingly become irrelevant because people are making direct connection with um, extraterrestrials. And it's cool. It's cool. There are at least 20 of these books and they're fun. They're fun. And I think that that's part of what people can do is... Um, write their fiction that includes the world we want to see. Wow. Write their stories and movies. Wow. Are we almost out of time? Definitely. I want to thank you for inviting this conversation. And guess and, what? You know, yes. Creating space we are almost it. out of time again. Yeah. I'm th- very appreciative. Um, I'm getting yes. My and, pleasure. And book, unacknowledged. And and the book and the movie Unacknowledged, which Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, go see it. And um, see it again and again. Used to saying, "This is Intuitive Secrets with Company of Prophets." (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, Leo. Thank you very much. Talk to you all soon. You got it. Thank you, (laughs) Alzet. Oh, thank you.